Q&A show. And today is a Q&A weekend's episode where we answer your question right here on the show. If you have a question you want to ask about your business, about your journey as an entrepreneur, just email us at contact at 100mba.net. Or you can send me a tweet on Twitter. My handle is bizrepublic, B-I-Z Republic. As always, I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online. And in today's Q&A episode, Terry asks, I'm doing my first live event. Any pointers? A really good question and a timely question because Nicole and I just wrapped up Webinar Ninja Live, our live event, our in-person event. It just wrapped up in September. And I'm going to give you my big takeaways and my big pointers when it comes to doing your first live event. In fact, I think if you just focus on the things I share with you today, when you do your first live event, it's really hard for it not to be successful. Live events are a completely different kind of project, different kind of animal. It's really, really different from selling a product or a service. That's why I want to give you these specific pieces of advice to make sure your first live event is a success. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of the $100 MBA show is sponsored by HostGator. With their 24-7 live support via chat, phone, and email, you can speak to a human being to help you with your website. Whether it's building your website, improving your website, or just making a slight change. HostGator's customer service is fantastic. I know it firsthand because we use HostGator for all our websites. And best of all, HostGator provides us great service without breaking the bank. And in fact, they're hooking you guys up with an amazing deal. All the listeners on the Hunter LBA show can save 25% off when they use promo code OMARHOOKUP when they go to HostGator.com. Just go to HostGator.com and at the checkout, use promo code OMARHOOKUP to save 25% off web hosting. I have four major tips when it comes to doing your first live event, making sure it's a success. And the first tip is the most important one. And I see a lot of people that do their events for the first time and they skip this completely, they ignore it, and they regret it later on. Tip number one, if this is your first live event, have a minimal viable mindset. This is so important. It's very important for you to look at the minimal viable successful model of a live event. We all want to have this huge Tony Robbins extravaganza of an event, but I don't recommend you do that the first time around. You want to learn a few things when you do your first event. And the best way to learn is to create a minimal viable event. You got to ask yourself, what is the minimal viable version of the idea in my mind? Yes, you want that big event, whether it's a three, four, five day event, and it will happen, but just not for your first one. Because there's a lot of things you want to work out. And it's a lot easier to scale an event than to do version 10 right out the gate. So when we did our event, Webinar Ninja Live, we had this mindset and it really helped us out. And now I'm not only talking about costs, because yes, there are a lot of costs involved when you're running an event. But I'm also talking about the content. I'm also talking about the actual event itself. You got to question everything. Do you need an hour-long session for each speaker? I mean, this is a question we asked ourselves before we created our program. And in fact, as former educators, we realized, hey, an hour session is actually detrimental. People can't focus for an hour. And if we have shorter sessions, we can have more speakers and more breaks during the day. So we made our sessions 20 minutes. And we found that 20 minutes is a really good amount of time for you to consume some information. That's why TED Talks work so well. They're around 20, 22 minutes. Another minimal viable thing we did is that instead of running a two, three, four day event, we just created a one day event. We said we want to just have a solid one day event. If it's a success and it does well, 
we can make it two days next year, then three days, if it works for the actual event. But the point is that we wanted to start off small. And we also wanted to find out if we enjoy doing events, if this is something we want to continue to do. So it's better just to start off with a one-day event and say, hey, after it's all said and done, would I do this again? And you can even go even more minimal viable. Your first live event could be a two-hour or a three-hour meetup. It could be a dinner. What a lot of people do is they throw a meetup at a major conference. Whatever industry you're in, you might have several conferences throughout the year where a lot of your peers are there anyway. And what people do is they throw a meetup, like a party basically, and they might even sell tickets to it, $5, $10 a ticket. And it's kind of an experiment of a small event. So question everything the first time around. See if you can run it on a minimal viable budget and a minimal viable concept. Even when it comes to the smaller details, a lot of these events we attend have these swag bags, which are bags that have a whole bunch of stuff like gifts and flyers and things like that. And most of it, people throw it away. Most of it is they consider garbage. So we thought, hey, we don't want people to throw things away we spent money on. So we kept it simple. We made customized pens that said Webinar Ninja on them. We got some really good looking field notes, little notebooks that people could take notes in when they uh, are attending the sessions. We got some small customized badges. And since it was just a one day event, instead of investing in this huge kind of name tag badge that you see at events, we just got one of those sticker ones, but we customized it with our logo. And we gave them a program, which gave them the program of the day so they know what to expect. So even with the details, we kept it simple and it looked really classy because there wasn't any clutter. Now, having said that, having the fact that you're going to keep it minimal viable, you do want to focus on the things that are important. So you may want to spend a little bit of money or allocate money on the things that are important. And for us, we thought the venue is very important. So we spent most of our money on securing a great venue. We chose a really great theater here in San Diego, and it looks great in photos and video, which makes a great reel and great promotional material for next year. So keep that in mind when you're planning your first event. All right, tip number two when it comes to launching your first event is focus on the experience. Focus on having a great experience for your audience members, for your attendees. In fact, if you have fun, people will have fun. People wanna have a good time. The reason why people go to live events is because they wanna have a memorable experience. And part of that experience is learning and getting new information, getting tips, getting strategies, but it's also meeting new people. It's also just having a renewed inspiration, a renewed motivation as well. So make sure you put on a great party. Part of having a great event is having a great experience. If you take a look at some of the best live events that you've been to or the ones I've mentioned, if you go to their sizzle reels or you go to their testimonials, they all say, I had a great experience. It was a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of people. All these things are experiences. And some will say, yes, I learned a lot and I got a lot of takeaways, which is important. Content is important. But you need to focus on the overall experience for your attendees. A quick tip when it comes to experience, a little technical aspect that a lot of people kind of don't look at is timing. Part of a great experience is having good timing throughout the day or days. I talked about making sure your sessions are not too long, but it's also about staying on time. When people go to a session on time and it hasn't started yet because you're behind on schedule or something like that, people get the impression you're not organized. People get the impression that this is not a professional kind of event. And it also encourages them to come late to sessions. So make sure you stay on time in your event schedule. Hold your speakers accountable. Give them a timer, whether that's an iPad timer that shows them how much time they have left on stage, but also just reminding your speakers before they get on stage, whether that's a speakers meeting beforehand or an email weeks before. 
Now, we did both because Nicole and I uh, come from, again, an education background and timing is very important. And we were a little bit militant about it. But luckily, we had some really amazing speakers. All of them were fantastic. And they're good friends of ours. So when I met with them before the event, literally like the hour before we got started, we had a group meeting and I just talked about how important timing is and how much I would appreciate if they stayed on time. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. Yes, they're important. Yes, they're VIP. Yes, they're all that stuff. They're a part of the experience you're trying to deliver. So make sure everybody's on point. Tip number three, make sure you fill your seats. This is one of your major goals when you're running a live event. And it's a lot easier to fill and sell out all your seats when you market in advance. So make sure that when you're planning your event and setting the date that you allow enough time to market and sell out your tickets. Now I'm going to share with you a little secret that a lot of people don't share when it comes to planning events. But sometimes you're going to have to give away some tickets. Give away some tickets to people that you would want to be in there. Some influencers, people that are doing some great things in your industry. Give them a free ticket and get them to attend. They're going to add value to your event. And they're going to fill in some seats. You don't want an empty house. You want a full house. Again, it looks great in photos. It looks great in video. And it improves the experience for everybody who's there. Having a room packed with people applauding, clapping, laughing, it all helps the experience. Guys, I got more on running your first live event. But before that, I got to give love to today's sponsor, Pipedrive. Whether you're an entrepreneur or not, sales can be tough. But it doesn't have to be. With Pipedrive, the CRM for small teams and big ambitions, the pain and frustration of tracking deals with email and spreadsheets is gone forever. Salespeople and entrepreneurs love Pipedrive because it visualizes your sales pipeline, highlighting your opportunities and potential problems, ultimately ensuring important activities and conversations don't get dropped. And sales managers love it because they don't have to nag their team to use their CRM. Pipedrive is easy to use and simple to get started. You can be up and running in minutes. And if you need any extra help, Pipedrive also has great tutorials and an incredible supportive responsive team. Some other cool things about Pipedrive include forecasting, iOS and Android mobile apps, awesome integrations with the likes of Google Apps, MailChimp, Zapier, Yesware, and more. And a powerful API for those that like to build their own software solutions. Head on over to pipedrive.com MBA to start your 30-day free trial today. Get started for free at pipedrive.com slash MBA. My fourth and final tip when it comes to launching and running your first live event has to do with the idea of sales. Now, a lot of people run events so they can promote their product, their business. And that includes having a portion where you have to sell from the stage. Or in other words, just make an offer, give an offer to your audience that are attending your conference or attending your event. Now, I'm going to say to you, it's completely okay to do this. As long as the value of your conference is greater than the amount that you sell, a lot greater. So one of the things that a lot of people struggle with with live events is sponsorships because they get sponsors to pay for some of the conference, but then they have to give them some shout outs. And maybe some of these sponsors want to sell their products from the stage. And maybe even the speakers want to sell their things from the stage. You got to be wary of that because you don't want your audience to feel like, wow, this is a sales pitch. This is a sales fest. I thought I was going to learn something. I thought I was going to have a great time. Remember when I said focus on a great experience? Balancing your sales with the experience is very important. So I think that if you're going to sell your products or services at your event, focus some time to talk about your products and services because there are going to be people at the event that want what you're selling. They want to learn more. So give that opportunity, but don't let it be the focus of the event. And be mindful if there are other people on the stage that are going to sell other things. 
Again, I had some really great speakers. I had nothing to worry about with these people because they were mindful of this. They understand that this is an event about value, about helping people with their webinars, about improving their skills when it comes to webinars. And it wasn't about them promoting their products or services. So just make a note of this. If you're going to sell your products and services from the stage, it's okay. Don't make it all about that. Spend maybe 30 minutes, 40 minutes on your actual offer. But the rest of the event, the rest of the day, whatever it is, focus on having a great experience and great value. If you do have sponsors, make sure that you mention them, give them shout outs, but make it tasteful and be mindful of how many times you're making an offer to your audience during your event. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. Terry, I hope that answers your question. I enjoyed answering it. Guys, again, if you have any questions you want to ask on the show, just email us at contact at 100mba.net. Or you can send me a tweet on Twitter. My handle is bizrepublic. Guys, we have a whole bunch of amazing episodes coming up this week. Tomorrow we have a great guest teacher episode with my main man, Clay A. Bear, good friend of mine. But he is the crowdfunding expert in our space. And he's going to teach you how to avoid the five most common mistakes when running a crowdfunding campaign. We also have a lesson on how to choose your business name coming up and a whole lot more. So make sure you subscribe to The $100 MBA Show so you get all our episodes automatically for free. All right, guys, I'll check you tomorrow. I'll see you then. Take care.